in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. When we want to talk about anything paranormal, one of our favorite guests is always Red Pill Junkie. Now, Miguel has been involved in this game for many thousands of years, although he doesn't look a day over 46 or something. I don't know how old he is, so I'm probably insulting him. But is that your age, Miguel? No, you're, you're all, uh, very close. I'm 47. I do this. I have this paranormal skill of being able to detect ages fairly well. So he's 47. When were you 47? Uh, last October. All right. So I was called October what? October the 3rd. Okay. Now, I was talking to this cashier wearing a mask at the deli the other day, and I said, uh, you're 19? And she said, how did you know? Mm. Then Dr. Perkins, the guy who was going to be doing my eye surgery this coming week, cataract surgery, I looked at him and I said, you're 63, right? And he said, yes, I am. That's interesting. <laughs> How's that helped you uh, <laughs> when, when dating women? <laughs> well, except they're all younger than me, so it doesn't help. And having this useless ability to recognize people's ages. And the doctor, by the way, Dr. Perkins, is in good physical condition. He's slim. He works out and everything. And I didn't see his face because, again, all the doctors I visit, and I've been visiting many lately, wear masks. But we're not going to get into that. We're going to get into the masking of the paranormal. Have you been following the scuttlebutt, Miguel, on the Pentagon UAP task force? Yeah, I've had, as, uh, I guess, as much as anyone who is interested in the topic. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, I really have the impression that after the preliminary report was released, there was some kind of like, I don't want to say that the bubble was burst, but it certainly was deflated somehow. You know, I mean, the expectations of the people were so high up before the release they were like oh boy oh boy oh boy you know it's almost here <laughs> you know like hey it's going to be released any minute now and then when it was released it was like oh you know because it was what seven pages long something like that i, I don't remember and it was kind of a downer i guess if if people were actually expecting something groundbreaking that the, the government admitting, yes, there are aliens out there, we've known it for a long time, and they have technology far exceeding our capacity, and we need to like establish communication with the Galactic Empire or something. Well, no, it wasn't like that at all. I think that uh, most of us who have more than one gray hair in our beards and our, and our, on our head, kind of like we're expecting that it was going to be something of a downer that it was going to be like something like what the american government has done time and time again you know they admit yeah there are things out there that we don't know what they are but uh well who knows and maybe if we have more money and resources we can figure it out you know the end ps give us more money if there was going to be a major announcement about something, it wouldn't come in a report to Congress, a public report to Congress, a seven-page report, which may or may not have been written by Pentagon interns. It was very, very badly written. 
It wouldn't come that way. This is a non-committal report saying, well, we don't know yet, but we can't prove their spaceships and give us more time and more money. End of story. That's of course, I just summarized it, by the way, in two sentences. That's it. Nothing. I didn't expect any more because if there's going to be anything significant in what some people might have hoped in their wet dreams would come, I'm being graphic here, it would not come in that form. It would be the president of the United States getting up there and saying something or yeah. the head of the U.N. or depending on whether a number of countries get together and make a decision about a release. It wouldn't come this way and it would be naive to expect it to come this way. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I guess some people will still be able to uh, make the argument that this is a part of a long term plan of uh, somehow like a limited disclosure in order to quote unquote soften the blow to the public, like make them accustomed to the idea that, yeah, you know, there's something there and they're kind of admitting it. But meanwhile, I have other things that I have to worry about, normal life stuff, you know, current situations, which we won't get into. And maybe 10 years from now, they will release another little thing, tidbit by tidbit, until maybe by 2045, the president, whoever it is, will say, okay, here, here are the aliens. And everybody will say, oh, okay, great. You know, so what's on TV? Or what's on the neural, Elon Musk neural, neural link, you know, tonight, because I really don't care. Well, of course, in the Star Trek universe, it's 2063, where we have first contact, where mm -hmm. Zephram Cochran blasts off in his warp drive equipped spaceship. And he sees the Vulcans, and the Vulcans capture the warp signature. Now, let's be frank about this. And I say this because I am going to undergo a pair of heart surgeries in the next few weeks. Obviously, I don't expect to be around in 2045. I might surprise myself. You know, they'll fix up the heart, and the ticker will be going, and I'll hang on for another 10, 20 years or something. So everything is possible. But I agree with you that nothing immediately is to be expected unless there is some event more than what we have now. It's not just naval personnel seeing things, photographing things. That's not sufficient. All that does is tell us nothing more than we knew. Yeah. I remember that uh, in the aftermath of the release of the report, I, I shared something on my Twitter account that was not welcomed among the younger members of what is now called UFO, UFO Twitter, you know, this young group of uh, enthusiasts who were uh, fans of To the Stars, and they're still very loyal to Lou Elizondo and Chris Mello. And I wrote something to the effect of, you should act, or you should think, or make your, make your mind that uh, you will probably die without ever finding out the ultimate truth about UFOs, aliens, and all of that jazz. And if you do that, what will happen is that you will be liberated from these false expectations and this urgency that can be so easily manipulated by third parties, individuals. You know, people will have something to sell to you, like saying, hey, I know what's going on. I know what they're keeping secret. You need to follow me. You need to support me. Oh, and by the way, 
if you can have all, you can also give me money so we can do this thing and we can finally have the disclosure that you're waiting and some people i, I see that urgent the same urgency that i had when i was like uh, in my 20s and i listened to bob lazar and i listened to to all these uh, uh talk about re reverse engineering of alien technology and i thought that man, I want this to happen within my lifetime. I want this to happen before, you know, I'm old or before I die. Uh, you know, I, I need to have this information at whatever cost. And when, when you have that kind of mentality, I feel that you are putting yourself at a risk of being exploited. And you guys know fully well that there are people out there in this UFO field who are looking for the new sucker to exploit. Well, I think it's easy these days with the polarized society of getting donations for purposes and say, well, if you do this, you'll support UFO disclosure, just like if you give us money, we'll make sure the president of the United States who was defeated will become the president of the United States in reality when the money is really being used to finance somebody's rich lifestyle. But we don't want to get into politics. More to come with RPJ, Red Pill Junkie, Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast dot plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Right now, millions of Americans have an uneasy feeling about the future. That's why they're quietly stockpiling as much emergency food as they can. What about you? Do you have enough emergency food to get you through a prolonged crisis? If not, take a moment to shop My Patriot Supply. We're America's leader in emergency preparedness and survival. Since 2008, we've served several million American families like yours. In fact, our mission is your survival. So head on over to MyPatriotSupply.com and grab a few of our tasty emergency food kits. Our food stays fresh for up to 25 years in storage and is shipped quickly and discreetly to your door. One day, you might be eating breakfast, lunch, or dinner while everyone else is standing in a food line. Avoid that. It's too late to act once the other shoe drops. It's time to be self-reliant and prepared. And now you can. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? 
We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 thousand dollars ouch and the irs left no room for jake to breathe they put a lien on my house took all the money out of my bank account took money out of my paychecks so it was a nightmare he needed help fast i figured that all these companies were the same until i called federal tax management you could just tell they knew what they were talking about right then and there i felt like i had some hope stop the liens levies and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special irs programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt so how to go for jake they did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation, GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, when we think about getting donations to different purposes, I think about Stephen Bassett because he's not the guy who asks for money. This guy has been going around lobbying for UFO disclosure since the 1990s. And he's gotten money to stage events and everything. But he doesn't live a rich lifestyle. You know, he mostly stays on people's couches, literally. And he doesn't have a lot of money. And that's not what he believes, what he says. Whether you agree with him or not, he believes what he says. I think you have other people. This is a name, Greer. Ring a bell. You know what I mean. He's going to sue me now. Okay, I could use the publicity. Um, it, whatever. The point being here, there are others who say if you give us money, we will get something done. But if you look at the Pentagon UAP task force report, if you look at the coverage, no UFO organization is involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, and I've heard, you know, Friends of mine who say, well, I may know someone or, you know, a friend of a friend who's part of the task force. And, and you're right, Gene. We don't know who actually wrote this report, whether they were an intern or some unlucky bastard who ended up, you know, have, having the, the short straw. And uh, then, oh, great. You know, I have to write this thing in six months with no money, no spare time. No cooperation from the Air Force or the FBI or the NSA, whatever. And I have to like uh, do this because it is required by law. After 
the release, uh, the, the report was released. We didn't see any kind of like call to neither the, the UFO groups nor academicians, scientists to say, well, why don't you help us out to try to p- figure this thing out once and for all? And there wasn't also a call, like you said, to other countries, allied countries to the United States, Europe, the United Kingdom, Japan, and say, well, let's try to create some kind of like international commission. There was nothing like that. Uh, I think that the one positive thing that I've seen so far was this new totally independent initiative that was recently launched by uh, Dr. Avi Loeb, you know, this uh, uh, Harvard astrophysicist who has attained a lot of notoriety recently because of his very controversial theories and, and, and uh, speculations with regards to Oumuamua, this interstellar object that uh, crossed our solar system. And he thinks that there is a really good scientific argument to make that perhaps that object was of artificial origin. In, in other words, it was some kind of like extraterrestrial probe. And he received a lot of flack from his peers, from other scientists, but he also got a lot of popularity from the public in general. Why? Because it, this is exciting. You know, It's always exciting when scientists with good credentials Let's say, well, yeah, maybe maybe there are aliens out there instead of thinking, yeah, there are aliens out there, but we're only going to learn from them from radio signals that were sent like 10,000 years ago. That is not exciting. You know, what's exciting is once you, yeah, maybe we can go and search for ET presence right here, right now. And that's what he's doing now with this uh, Galileo project, which I almost feel like a reaction to both the UFO community, to also to setting, for the reasons that I've just explained, and also to all these people who think that the only way to learn the truth about UFOs and the possibility of alien visitation is through these gatekeepers, these whistleblowers, these insiders in the government who are trying to make us play a game or tr- of of asking or demanding the government to release their information, which they always deny to do so. And they always, they say, well, it's for reasons of national security. So here comes, I will always say, okay, you don't want to share what you may know or not know about UFOs? Fine. Keep your secret data. We are going to try to gather data for ourselves. And I, I actually applaud that decision despite the fact that I kind of like sense they have a very narrow-minded way of looking at uh, the UFO phenomenon. I mean, in terms of uh, extraterrestrial, something that I really, I'm not a fan of, you know, as, as, as people who have heard me in the past may know. But nevertheless, I feel this is exciting news. This is more exciting to me than, you know, the release of yet another blurry uh, Navy uh, video taken by, by you know, a jet, a jet fighter pilot. What is interesting here, of course, is that there are supposedly very clear videos that they never seem to find a way to show us. And I can't imagine that the clearer version would represent more of a threat to national security 
than the blurry version. It just tantalizes us. Oh, they've got this other stuff that we might see if we sit here and hang out for a couple of centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that uh, argument of, of the potential threat has always bothered me. It's kind of like uh, uh, paradoxical in a way. Like, imagine for an instance that uh, the CIA or NSA managed to obtain uh, incontrovertible proof that there was going to, that, that there is some kind of like a killer asteroid that is going to hit the Earth and wipe out all life on our planet. And it's going to come here in, I don't know, six, ten years. So we need to prepare ourselves. But they, re they refuse to give us the information because the, 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 data, the data was obtained through uh, secret uh, spy satellites. You know, I mean, they will say, well, the, the asteroid is coming to trust us. We cannot show you the data, the data because it's classified. But please take us on a word that there is a threat. How would they be able to, to convince uh, the people? How will they be able to convince even, you know, the scientists? The scientists right now, when they hear the arguments and they hear the testimony of David Fravor or Alex Dietrich, they, when they hear Chris Mellon and Luis Lisondo say, yeah, yeah, we know for a fact that inside the bolts of the Pentagon there is the clear footage, the, the, the radar sensor uh, information obtained during these encounters, but we cannot show it to you. How, how will the... How will they be able to win this game, I wonder? Well, the question, of course, is what kind of game they have to win. They just seem to be mollifying the people who expected something. See, they gave us a serious report. They didn't dismiss the possibility of spaceships, although we have to ask them to define what they mean by lack of proof. I assume hard evidence, but there are a thousand questions you can ask. And what makes it worse is the report is released in the absence of anyone being available to actually answer meaningful questions. Red Pill Junkie joins us with Gene. And with Randall, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. You 
USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. Thousands took to the streets in several French cities on Saturday to protest mandates requiring a new pandemic health pass to use public transportation or to enter many businesses and restaurants. The protests have happened for the last four weekends following the passage of that measure. Starting on Monday, the health pass will be needed to get into bars, restaurants, and to access most forms of public transportation. French President Emmanuel Macron says he hopes that the passes will encourage people to get vaccinated as the country faces a fourth wave of COVID infections. And New York Governor Andrew Cuomo could face misdemeanor charges, according to Albany County Sheriff Craig Apple. The sheriff made the announcement Saturday in response to a criminal complaint from a former aide to the governor who accused Cuomo of groping her. Apple promised that a comprehensive investigation would be conducted, though he would not commit to any timeline for its completion. An investigation by an independent panel overseen by New York's Attorney General's office concluded that Cuomo sexually harassed 11 women during his time in office. This is USA Radio News. A combination of wildfires and heavy rains are causing landslides in Colorado. Brad Bernards has more. As ominous storm clouds gathered in western Colorado over a large area blackened by a recent wildfire, torrential rain fell and the charred land stripped of vegetation gave way, sending a rush of mud and boulders tumbling down steep canyon walls onto I-70. Chuck Decker with the Colorado Department of Transportation. Pretty big burn scar up above where we're at, and uh, it's been carrying a lot of water every time uh, it's been raining. Uh, like this last week, we had a pretty big event, maybe a 500-year event that carried five inches of water, uh, five inches of rain. And Dennis Thomas, co-founder of Cool and the Gang, has died. Thomas was the alto sax player, flautist, and percussionist for the band best known for hits like Celebration, Joanna, and Get Down On It. According to a statement from his representative, Thomas died in his sleep at his New Jersey home. He was 70 years old. This is USA Radio News. Oh, whale! Guys, whale! Wow, whale. Oh, that's a big whale. Um, okay. Whale, whale, whale. Oh, no! Whale! Tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered. Get a quote today in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Well, at least it wasn't a shark, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Angie's List is now Angie. Summer is the perfect time to book your next home project. From lawn care to a new patio, Angie makes it simple to connect with pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee It's Greg Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We should point out that RPJ did design a really nice caricature of me. That we became the, one of our Paracast logos. And we offer T-shirts with those logos. If you go to theparacast.shop, theparacast.shop, this is not a commercial because if it's heard on the Spotify or Anchor versions, it has to be free of ads. Red Pill Junkie is joining us discussing the meaning or lack thereof of the Pentagon UAP task force. And while we were talking, I looked over at what some of the organizations have been saying about it. MUFON. Okay. MUFON chief underwhelmed by DOD UAP report. 
My response is, I mean, what does Dave McDonald know that's different or original about UFOs? Anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I mean, there's a lot of silence there, but I'm not aware this guy has any special knowledge to contribute. And he, when he says we're underwhelmed, okay, what is MUFON going to do about it? I hear crickets. This is something to, that seems to be uh, very characteristic of American ufology ever since the beginning. You know, the idea of trying to play the ufology game through the avenue of, oh, the, demanding the government for answers, you know. Donald Kehoe with NICAP was the first one to start using that strategy. Like, oh, we know that they know more, but they're not telling us, and we demand to know because, you know, it hasn't bear any fruit in the last, I don't know, 70 years. So why keep using this strategy instead of saying, okay, you know, I mean, the skies of the earth are not classified yet. You know, so why don't we go and, and search for our own answers? And also the, the, what is uh, ironic is that all these people within the government who may have an interest in, in, in UFOs for a variety of reasons, probably because, like most of us, they are curious people who are, you know, would like to know more about whether there is life out there in the universe or not. Or maybe if, if the rationale goes that uh, UFOs really don't discriminate uh, in, with, with regards to sightings, that there may be a, a certain number of people within the government that have had a close encounter experiences themselves. So obviously they would like to know answers. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that there was some kind of like uh, official or super classified UFO project within the government. People have tried to look for, you know, clues about those uh, super secret groups, Majestic 12 and all that for decades. And they haven't come up with tangible evidence. You know, only breadcrumbs that lead to nowhere. So why keep assuming that the government really knows more about UFOs than the public? I, I came to the conclusion a long time ago that they may know more. They may even have a lot of interesting evidence pointing to the reality of, of the UFO phenomenon. But that doesn't mean they are anywhere closer to solving the mystery or to understanding the real nature of the phenomenon. You know, I, I, I really don't buy all, all these uh, uh, mythologies with regards to secret dealings between the Zeta Reticulans and, and the U.S. government and, and the deals to build underground bases where they perform all, all these sorts of uh, malevolent experimentation with hapless victims in order to create hybrid clones and, and all that. If people really want to n- learn about how these kind of stories began to circulate and, dare I say, infect ufology, they should really uh, get a copy of uh, Adam Gorightly's book, uh, Saucers, Spooks and Cooks which really goes deep into how 
all these began to gr- uh, to brew first uh, through people like John Lear and Paul Benowitz, and then how it it became ingrained in ufology in the field and and also even in pop culture in general. You know, I mean, I guess people by now, even if they're not interested in UFOs, they have may have heard about hybrids and underground bases and 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 all these uh, things that and this is something that uh, Adam Gorightly and, and Greg Bishop have uh, managed to write about and, and very convincingly all these has it had its origins within a certain disinformation campaign that w- was initiated within uh, certain branches of the US government would you think that the current UAP task force is also disinformation because it basically ignores the entire history of the UFO field, other than this recent bunch of sightings from the Navy? I cannot say for certain, but uh, that is something of a suspicion of mine. Or at least this is kind of like the attitude that I will uh, behoove anyone interested in the topic to take, like uh, that they should really educate themselves with regards to all these games that intelligence and counterintelligence people have played with the UFO community for years and years and years, uh, promising them that they will finally get the, that silver bullet proof that they can take and they, and they can show to the world finally that they are extraterrestrials among us. From, from Bill Moore, Paul Benowitz, and and now it seems that Leslie King and all the and, and, and the people who were involved with that uh, New York Times article in December of 2017, I kind of get the suspicion that they also made some sort of deal that they approached Leslie because she was one of the most credible, um, the one of the the authors with best credentials. In the UFO field, she wrote this book, UFOs, um, Pilots, Generals, and I don't remember the title, but it was well-received. It had a foreword by John Podesta, you know. But I want to point out one thing here. One of the three authors of the First Times piece, Helene Cooper, is the New York Times Pentagon correspondent. I mean, she even goes on cable TV networks as a Pentagon expert. Her coverage is the Pentagon. She's an expert on the Pentagon. And it's interesting that she is the one, the most significant one, to be part of this article from a journalistic standpoint. Right. And then Ellen uh, wrote the the other article that was uh, that appeared in the New York Times before the official release of the of the of the report, saying, "Well, the report uh, does not prove the existence of aliens." Which was very, very interesting, you know. It's almost like Helene was distancing herself from the way that uh, the story has grown and has taken out of control. I saying, oh my God, the government admits UFOs are real and, and you know, there are aliens and they have uh, crashed saucers and they are reverse engineering the technology and all of that. Uh, and, and also, even there were people who pointed out the day that uh, that article came out, that uh, at just a few hours later, it was slightly edited, the, the, the headline. 
like it was less um, skeptical in, in 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 the tone. I don't remember exactly what the first uh, headline was, but yeah, it was more like uh, yeah, the 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 report uh, fails to prove the existence of of aliens, and then the the, the edited version was. It cannot. It didn't prove the existence of aliens, but it cannot dismiss it either. You know, so it was a slight change, but it, I think it was important. I will, and I would like to know why it was done. Probably because the headline was not accurate, in my opinion. Red Pill Junkie, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game, Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family 
family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-985-1610. That's 800-985-1610. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. While you were talking about the Times pieces, I was looking at the background of Helene Cooper. She's born in Liberia. She was the papers, the New York Times White House correspondent in Washington before she took the Pentagon beat. She is also part of a reporting team that won a Pulitzer Prize for international reporting. So this woman has first-class credentials as a journalist. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she, of credibility, heck, she has yeah. superb credibility in terms of what she does. And the fact that she has covered the UFO or UAP beat has not hurt her credibility at all. Yeah. Although I remember... Uh reading an article in which uh, she kind of like explained why she decided to be involved with the December 2017 article. When she met Lou Elizondo, she uh, made a statement that she kind of like felt there was something off with Elizondo. Like, almost like she didn't trust him 100%, but she felt that the story was too big to ignore. I guess she didn't do a, a full background check on, on, on Alessandro. She decided to go ahead and, and, and co-write the article. And as you know, then later, there were other uh, journalists who brought into question the role that Alessandro played within uh, the Pentagon uh, UFO program at it. I think that kind of thing also sometimes overwhelms the message. But I think if people within the Pentagon were doing this deliberately to spread disinformation or to divert your attention, and they wanted to get the attention of a major newspapers, she'd be an ideal point person. Right. Well, for sure. I mean, that's just, that's just logical. And, and so yeah, she'd be the first person that they'd get 
in contact with because she's the official contact. And then you've got Leslie Kane in the picture who would naturally be the one that makes the most sense to for her to reach out to. And according to Leslie, they did the background checks and everything else, but she was very guarded in our interview with her about how those meetings went. Because mm. I tried to get from her who it was that they reported to then. Like, who was Elizondo's superior? Who's calling the shots on this? Who reports to who and who does what with these reports? Do they just go into a box and then go sit on a shelf somewhere? What happens to them? And we couldn't get any traction on that whatsoever. Interesting about Leslie King. She comes from a politically connected family. Governor Thomas Kane, Republican from New Jersey. So we're talking here about a well-connected family of which she is a part. I think she's a niece or something like that. So this kind of sort of explains how she may have gotten a hold of certain government contacts. Right. Well, sure. And that, and plus, she is a, she's also a trained journalist, and she knows how to dig into a story. And so that is what she would do. And it wouldn't be beyond her, I'm assuming, to use every legitimate means at her disposal to get to the bottom of the story. And uh, she she does a pretty good job with it. But, you know, we all have seen that we're not all getting the full picture. We never do. Here's how it kind of boils down for me, you guys, and see what you guys think of this. There's, there's about six steps here, and I'll, I'll go through them fairly quickly. But the national security angle seems to boil down this way. First, the powers that be have the data. That's the number one point. We, like you were saying, Miguel, they probably have a lot more evidence than we do, and I don't doubt it. I mean, you just look at the kind of equipment they have for monitoring and recording virtually everything that goes on near Earth and in space, and they have satellites out beyond the moon. And that's not just sci-fi. They do. They actually have them, and they look back towards the Earth, and they can see what's on the other side of the moon with them. So they have the data, but they can't release the data because it can compromise national security. They know that we know, that being the serious civilian ufologists and firsthand witnesses, that we know already anyhow. So they have everything to lose and nothing to gain by disclosure. But they also know that we'll get our own data anyway, eventually. So logically, the most advantageous strategy is to avoid official disclosure and let the truth will out over time because it will anyway. So we end up with this drip, drip, drip disclosure, which amounts to exactly the same result because eventually the technology they can't reveal, say, a few years ago or even now will become common knowledge along with what they already know. So it's a natural process of drip, drip, drip. It's not necessarily that it's a big conspiracy. It's just going to take a long time because it's part of the way that the system is built. Well, yeah, maybe. But I still wonder, Randall, whether there is uh, a deliberate manipulation of the way that, that the story is being told. You know, I, I listened to Chris Mellon, who also comes from a very uh, prestigious, very wealthy family and I, I listened to part to part of uh, his uh, interview with Joe Rogan and it really paints a picture of the involvement of the government within the study of UFOs 
that it really feels a bit off. You know, like uh, like yeah, they never manipulated the UFO to their advantage. The, the UFO. Um, mythology to their advantages. No mention of of, of people like uh, Paul Benowitz, how they managed to drive him crazy, telling him stories about uh, alien base in right. Say, yeah, the whole Mirage that. Man men thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no mention of the of the more than likely possibility that the United States government carried out uh, clandestine operations. In, in countries like uh, Brazil and Argentina to carry out fake alien abductions, maybe using things like uh, LSD in order to brainwash people. And, and, and Nick Rathburn, a friend of ours, has written how that could have happened to Antonio Villas Boas, one of the most notorious cases of alien abduction in right. the literature. Yeah. No mention of uh, Rendlesham Forest and what happened there, you know. And the possibility that uh, there were some kind of like psychotronic weaponry being tested on on the people. Well, see, now, actually- now you're adding a whole other layer to this thing. Like I was just talking about the UFOs themselves, the alien visitors. But yeah, this is a whole other layer that is really quite interesting. And that uh, I'm I'm completely with you on this RPJ because it's it well it's fascinating for one thing just from an international intrigue point of view. But, I mean, you would expect them to do that. We had John Alexander on. I mean, he he admits that they use mythology in a way that is advantageous strategically. So why wouldn't they? Yeah, so I feel this is kind of like a whitewashing operation. Maybe that's one of the multifolded goals uh, that was pursued with uh, the launch of uh, Tom Belongs to the Stars. You know, the idea of trying to whitewash and to improve the image of uh, the government and intelligence agencies with regards to how they handled the UFO problem. You know, because even, I mean, Tom DeLong has admitted it himself that he, came, that he went knocking through all these uh, secret offices and he told all those people, you have, a, you have an image problem. You're going to have a real hard time trying to enroll young people to replace your aging uh, uh, force. So I can help you. I can help you to, to improve your image with uh, millennials and with to, you know, Gen, Gen Zers. And, and, and so, so, uh, so you're going to have that kind of problem. Like, oh, like so Ian, to get them to sign up for Space Force, you mean, or something? <laughs> Space Force and the CIA. I mean, have you yeah, have you recently taken a look to to the CIA's enrollment uh, commercials? They are, you know, <laughs> like, uh, they're really interesting. I mean, the, the way that they show how the CIA is this upbeat organization, so exciting and you know, full with fresh young people who want to, you know, serve their country. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And, and movies like Michael Bay's uh, Transformers and all that, they also play a role in trying to excite young people into having a career within the military. And they often use aliens fighting, fighting the earth in order to, to do that. You know, that's not secret. 
We've got more to come with RPJ, Gene, and Randall. You are in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Miguel, interesting you should mention how these movies inspire people to choose professions. Of course, that goes back to Star Trek. There are so many engineers and scientists who went up to James Doohan, the actor who played Scotty, a Canadian as Randall knows, they went up to him and said, you inspired me to become an engineer or a scientist. Mm-hmm. And Star Trek inspired people to develop cell phones, to develop warp drive. They're trying to develop kind of a warp drive. By the way, I was thinking before we get back into all this intelligence stuff and CIA and everything, have you ever followed some of the writings from Thomas Morrison? I don't think I have. Ah, uh, suggest you listen to last week's episode of the Paracast. He is not a scientist, but he is a student of advanced physics. And he has written about things that relate to possible developments in anti-gravity devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's interesting that parallel to 
ATIP and all these uh, revelations with regards to the secret UFO program that was launched uh, at the initiative of uh, Robert Bigelow and, and his friend, Senator Harry Reid. There was also all, uh, all these speculations with regards to these scientists that used to work for the Navy. I think that he changed office, offices within the past year. The guy named Salvatore Cesar Pais, who gained notoriety because journalists found all these wacky patents that were sub- submitted uh, on his behalf by the U.S. government that almost look like Star Trek technology things, you know, like uh, anti-gravity aircraft that don't need any discernible means of propulsion and also uh, fusion technologies that uh, seem like uh, almost like alien technology. And people were saying, what is this? What, what is this? Where is this coming from? And what was even more interesting is that uh, when the U.S. patent offices was uh, denying uh, all these patents, someone within the, the Navy wrote to them, uh, someone very high up in the, within the, the, the Navy, and they told the U.S. patent office, we need you to grant these patents because we know that China is developing these technologies. So we need to have these patents as a measure of protection. Now, that is interesting for a variety of reasons, you know, least of all because since when has a patent stopped China from yeah. stealing <laughs> exactly. technology, you know? Exactly. Oh, there's a patent. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> what patent? We never yeah, exactly. saw no patent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's disinformation probably for them just to make them think that we've got something they don't so that, you know, it's probably is is my speculation because they're not going to put patents out for stuff that's super top secret. You know, that's like revealing their plans. That stuff all stays super top secret. Nobody gets that. It doesn't go to the patent office. (laughs) I agree with that. I share that speculation too, Randall. I feel that maybe this is something akin to what happened with Reagan's Star Wars anti-missile defense shield program. Right, the Strategic Defense Initiative. That was a really interesting program. And, of course, it ties in with the whole Benowitz thing. And just recently, again, okay, I saw that they were talking all about the, the, the particle beam weapon that they've got uh installed in the 747 that is ready for testing now i saw that ready for testing back in the late 80s but it comes out like every 18 months or so that they've just got this thing that is ready for testing like they are way ahead on that and who knows how far ahead they are on that actually it's i mean when you think of how long has it been since the 80s right like Mm -hmm. Give them 40 years and how many trillion dollars do you think that they really don't have some kind of Star Wars weaponry out there already? Yeah, possibly. You know, I mean, uh, all these uh, technologies, like like you said, you know, that there are new reports of saying, oh, my God, there's been this breakthrough. 
and then we we don't hear about them uh, later. There have been a, a variety of researchers who dug up all these articles from the 1950s with regards to you know uh, scientists working to solve uh, the anti-gravity. Or after that, there was uh, you know silence. So it begs the question: Is it is it because the research got nowhere, which is more than likely, or and you know this, there's still obviously the possibility that maybe the, the the research got underground, you know, got into a really really deep uh, black programs. Oh, uh, probably. I mean, you know that they've got to be researching it because, like, as Thomas Morrison on the last show was saying. Well, we know because we're witnesses ourselves. Like he was a first-hand witness. I've seen them myself. Are we the only two people on Earth that are telling the truth? That would be really super egotistical of us. And 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 Morris and I both have pretty big egos, but not that big, right? Like, you know, like there's there's tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people who have seen genuine alien craft, not simply just misperceptions and all the rest. So we know they're out there, which means, and this was his point, we know it's possible. So therefore, it being possible, if they figured it out, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to either. We just have to apply ourselves. So if if anyone thinks that they're not researching it, they're probably a bit naive. Obviously, and, and obviously, there's a difference between res, the researching something and actually managing to uh, crown the, the, the research, you know, with a, with a true scientific breakthrough. Like, for example, you know, we know that, Na- that NASA right now is trying to research uh, other means of space propulsion besides, uh, you know, ch- chemical combustion that is still used uh, with our rockets, you know, which is so inefficient. You know, they, they have tried to come up with other ideas like ion propulsion and even trying to come up with totally out of left field ideas like uh, Miguel Alcubierre's uh, faster than light uh, space warping uh, right. engines. Yeah, Morrison was saying that one is was there was some problems with the uh, the, the calculations on that one, and, and it looks like that one just really wouldn't go anywhere, but. That's that. That's a when we get talking about those kinds of um, concepts, I personally think that the whole warp space idea is it's really great in terms of predicting how things will behave. But I don't believe that people in general are really familiar with how the physics of it actually works in the real world and they they don't see it that it's just a model it's a model of how things behave in space it's not that space itself is in reality actually curved and because that's the case it doesn't matter how many mathematical models you make to make your spaceship ride on the wave of space it just isn't going to happen because space itself isn't actually curved. That's just a model for predicting behavior. We're going to predict a lot more behavior on this show. We have Red Pill Chunky, and he is, I would call, a cutting-edge columnist, writing about lots of fascinating things. He's one of the people, by the way, who wrote this, who's been theorizing about the possibility 
that UFO abductions and near-death experiences are very similar. He wrote this terrific newsletter column for the Paracast newsletter a few years back. I advise everyone to read, get an idea of what this brilliant guy has to say. More to come with Gene, Randall, and Miguel. You're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. It's about time for the 15th anniversary of Sunny Bay. And it may be our 15-year anniversary, but it's your chance at winning from weekly drawings in our contest for better health. We owe our success to you, GCN listeners. So as our thanks, you may win our grand prize, an Amazon gift card, plus Sunny Bay's complete set of superior pain relief products and services with a total prize value up to $4,152. How do you enter the Sunny Bay 15th anniversary contest for better health? Easy. Just click sunny-bay.com. No purchase necessary. Remember, there will be weekly drawings. Yes, it's our 15th anniversary, and it's your chance to win in Sunny Bay's 15th anniversary contest for better health. For complete contest rules and prize values, visit sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com keyword antibacterial or call 877-878-4203. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare, our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. 
Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Now, one of the arguments, of course, when we look at future technologies is if a spaceship really crashed at Roswell, sitting here... 74 years later, you'd think they would have reverse-engineered something, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, well, Jacques Vallée has written things about that as as a thought experiment, I think in Passport to Magonia or something like that. I think that uh, he was friends with Aimé Michel, who was one of the most important ufologists in France, in the first half of the 20th century, he was kind of like a mentor figure for him. And he once said to him, okay, imagine I'm a, that I am a medieval peasant and that I just found this. And he showed him a prototype of a, at, at the time, very advanced transistor. And he showed it to him and said, imagine I'm a peasant and I just, I was uh, tilling my field and I found this in the ground. And you, being the town's abbot, were the most learned person I know who went to Paris to study Latin, and you know the scriptures, and you know uh, the Greek authors. Imagine if I show it to you, what would you do to it, with it? And, and then I know Michel held the transistors in his hand, was quiet for a few moments and then smiling returned to to Jacques and said burn it my son for surely this is from the devil so <laughs> the, uh, a nice metaphor for how it's possible is is impossible to know how people will react to the discovery of these materials and how far we will be from discovering their true nature, like uh, even if you gave the transistor to someone in the 19th century, maybe by then they have uh, crude microscopes in which they will be able to learn something about its uh, outer structure. I'm really skeptical on whether they will actually manage to to learn something beyond its uh, basic components. Don't forget, though, that Val- Valet was, and still is, actually, he's he's um, very interested in pre-modern era UFO sightings. That could be taken in the context of trying to find pre-modern UFO sightings and evidence of alien visitation prior to the modern era in ufology, too. So it, it doesn't apply so much to today, because today we can 
look down and we can manipulate individual atoms. We can actually take pictures of the insides of atoms. We can actually build antimatter. So at this stage, there pretty much isn't anything we couldn't figure out if we had a piece of it to look at. Isn't that, though, maybe pushing the ego of human development a little bit far? Well, no, that's all fact. That's all fact, though. I mean, what is smaller than those building blocks of our universe other than the particles that make up the atoms? There just isn't anything. So if you can take those and manipulate those on that level, you are now basically playing God yourself. Now, all we have to do is just be able to figure out more efficient ways to do that, and there pretty much isn't anything that we couldn't do. So that assumes this universe. I mean, we can get into other universes and the rest a little bit later, but the one we're in now, that's it. We've got space and time and matter, and we can see all the way down to the fundamental building blocks of matter. I am of the opinion that uh, there is a level beyond that which is uh, consciousness and information, and that uh, all mind is the the thing from which matter arises, not the other way around. Oh, now you're getting getting all philosophical on me. (laughs) Well, not philosophical. I mean, this is also the mindset of many cutting-edge scientists. I mean, you Real Magic by Dean Radin, who is uh, one of the most uh, prolific scientists uh, in, in the field of uh, parapsychology, who also was uh, part of uh, uh, Edgar Mitchell's Eons uh, Institute. I think he's still uh, involved with them. I have read Raiden's stuff. I've, you know, we're, we're pretty into this here on the Paracast. As you already know, we've got a thread on consciousness that runs, Gene, what is it? You keep having to add new chapters to it. We're, I don't know how many hundreds of pages already now. So you know. It's thousands and thousands yeah. of messages. It's not billions. It's thousands. <laughs> so, billions. I mean, no, no, thousands. Okay, so here, but I, I love this subject, though, RPJ, because it is really cool. I mean, we, you know, now we're stepping out of the basic physics realm and into something that, you're right, we don't have an answer for consciousness yet. You know, we, we look at David Chalmers and and Dennett and Searle and the, the people who are trying to figure this out. They haven't got it figured out yet. But I always ask, okay, if consciousness came first, how does that explain then that human beings have only existed on planet Earth for a tiny, tiny little pinhead of a fraction of the time that the universe was in existence? Therefore, if we didn't exist, period, for billions of years, how did it all get here if we didn't exist to have a consciousness to bring it into existence for yeah, well, here you are presupposing that uh, humans are the only beings that are endowed with consciousness. Ah, whereas, okay, so, so uh, now not, we're taking, all right, okay, so now we're taking whereas, it to another level. We're just saying yeah, some exactly. other being. Not only other beings, but all other things, you know, I mean, what if electrons are conscious? Remember? Oh, okay, so now we're getting down... To panpsychism, which is to, to something the, yeah, that I'm, I'm and, very, you know, yeah, uh, I just don't buy panpsychism at all. I just don't. I really don't. I can't see it making any possible sense. I can see how emergence, like strong emergence, we're talking about, because there's weak emergence and strong emergence. Mm-hmm. So, out of the materials of the universe, 
our brain evolves and all of the evidence that we can see indicates that the consciousness is a product of a working brain because we've never had a non-working brain that was conscious uh, ever in anybody that we know of. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. You know, there's plenty of examples in history of people who they are perfectly, seemingly perfectly healthy human beings uh, with, a, with a good level of intelligence. And when you take into, you know, them into an X-ray machine or, or, or a MRI, you realize that ninety uh, percent of their of their uh, brain is water. You know? oh, yeah, okay, uh, I've, they, they, right. They, sh- they should. <laughs> I've be seen those. I've looked be into those. <laughs> I've looked into those, and all what's happened in those where they got the hydrocephalus and and so on going on. It's not that the night there's ninety percent of the brain is gone. It's that it's been compressed down into regions. And it's still there and it's still functioning and they're not really sure how, but it's working. So we've got neurons firing and we've got the visual cortex happening, but it's all just misshapen and compressed out of shape. So compressed, reshaped and wettened with RPJ, Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. COVID cases in the U.S. continue to rise with new daily infections averaging more than 100,000. According to new data, the seven-day average of new cases is just over 107,000, a level not seen since the surge over the winter. Hospitalizations and deaths are also on the rise with more than 40,000 people currently hospitalized, according to the CDC. Deaths are averaging about 500 a day as of Friday, up from about 270 just two weeks ago. Health officials say that the surge could continue if more people are not vaccinated. Just over 50% of Americans are now fully vaccinated, with more than 70% having received at least one dose. And the White House announced Friday that the pause on federal student loan payments would be extended to January 31st. The Department of Education said in a statement that this would be a final extension and that they believed setting a due date would cut down on default and delinquency when payments resume. This is USA Radio News. The White House says that more lockdowns are not on the horizon. Brad Bernards reports. We're not going to lock down our economy or our schools because our country is in a much stronger place than when we took office. Uh, Thanks to the president's leadership in vaccinating the American people and getting an economic relief to those who need it. 
White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. The U.S. government has been preparing for the possibility of the virus evolving and becoming more difficult to deal with. In a briefing last month, she said Biden would support states if they went into lockdown again. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. And the U.S. Postal Service says that it will be slowing down some mail services in October as part of a cost-cutting measure. Some first-class deliveries will move to a one-to-five-day service standard, up from the current one-to-three. About 60% of first-class mail will remain on its current standard. You're listening to USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. This discussion about water has made me want to go get a glass of DeSanti. It's your fault, Randall. We need to get uh, some product placement going there for our listeners. Well, that's the Coca-Cola company, and I don't know whether they have anybody there in their ad-buying department who cares about this. Then again, remember, we have an ad-free version of this show, so we would have to separate that. Okay, but this is all really still super interesting, and I'd like to go back to the beginning where uh, we, in your um, post on the forum for your appearance today, you call yourself, I'm assuming that this is sort of your own self-description, an agnostic gnostic walking conundrum and metaphysical oxymoron you know by your own admission they're not certainly anyone else's and you know that's a bit tongue-in-cheek because i think you're a pretty intelligent guy and and it's one of the reasons we love having you on the show so what is this gnostic thing like are you actually into gnosticism or is that just something that you kind of put together no no actually yeah i'm i'm very much interested in, in gnostic concepts I mean, not following to the letter the teachings of the pre-Christian Gnostics themselves, the ideas about the Demiurge, the Archon, Sophia, and all that. The concept in itself, Randall, I feel is something that reappears again and again in different shapes and, and, and forms throughout human history. Let's talk a bit about that. Okay, so let's do just a little bit of a a basic, okay, so your basic Gnosticism, what you were talking about is sort of the proto-Christian movement where they were talking about 
the world and the material cosmos is a result of kind of like a primordial error on the part of the supreme being, which they have their own names for, like Logos and Sophia and, and so on. And, of course, if you're a Matrix fan, then you all of that fits into that. So, so carrying on from there, where do you take it after that? I guess uh, I'm taking it out uh, from the point of view of acknowledging or, well, acknowledging, but at least entertaining the idea that this world which we live in is an illusion, you know, that is not the real reality. That is just, if not uh, an, an illusion, just a fraction of what's really out there. To put it in other, in other terms, that this reality is just a subsystem of a bigger system, you know, for which it is uh, just a tiny component. Have you got any insights into what that bigger system might be? And, of course, this is all an allusion to the Matrix and, of course, you taking on Red Pill Junkie as yeah, your no. alter ego. Yeah. So um, do you think that we're talking about like a some sort of massive simulation by an, an ultra-power supercomputer? Or do you think that maybe we're talking about something else? Or, or kind of where are you going with that? The supercomputer simulation is interesting, obviously. And it's also interesting how there are so many people, very smarter people than, than, than us, that actually take it seriously. Uh, but I feel it, it's, uh, it feels like more than, more like an uh, adequate metaphor than anything else, because that's what we humans do. We humans always like to interpret the world around us in terms of the most advanced machines that we have at our disposal. You know, in the 17th century, uh, Western philosophers thought of the, of, of the universe as a giant clockwork mechanism. Why? Because clockwork mechanisms was the best thing and the most advanced things that they could come up with. Uh, and then, uh, now we are living in an age of computers in which computers have reshaped our lives in ways that 20 years ago we would have never imagined. And you guys and I were already adults when they, the World Wide Web came into being. And so now we think, oh, well, the universe may be some kind of like giant computer. Uh, and maybe, you know, a hundred years from now, there will be another more, even more advanced technology than computers. And, and our descendants will say, well, the universe is very much like that. You know, but, uh, I, I guess what, what I'm trying to say is that we like to use the term of the computer simulation but because it's something that we can grasp. You know, it makes sense to us. We, we have a knowledge of computers. We use them. Now we use them all of our lives. Like uh, by the time that uh, Jacques Vallée wrote his book, Messengers of the Section, in which he also makes these very, very interesting arguments by the end of the book, 
in which he talks how we may be living not in a causative universe in which the laws of cause and effects have to have a very linear and very strict order. But he said, well, maybe we live in some kind of like an associative universe, you know, which may permit how uh, an effect could precede the cause that, you know, triggers it. Which is something that in our, in, in the minds of people who read the book at the time, which was, I think he, he, he released it in 1978. I can't be certain. But by then, nobody could understand what Jacques was talking about because they weren't uh, cognizant of things like the World Wide Web. Nowadays, when, when we talk about things like hyperlinks and how you can jump from a page in this computer server to another page in another computer server, which may be in another place in the world, and you are retrieving information that might have been written like 10, 15, 20 years ago. And we take that for granted, you know, but uh, if if Jack could upset to people, well, maybe we'll live in a universe in that, that behaves itself like a giant worldwide web. People will, would have said, oh yeah, that makes sense. But back then, they didn't know what he was talking about, you know. But uh, again, you know, these are metaphors. We we humans always need to use metaphors in order to try to wrap our heads with these very very abstract thinkings. Why? Because there comes a point in which our language fails us, you know, in which we're trying we are trying to describe the undescribable. So when you tell me, you know, what do you think about, you know, the Gnostic idea and what is out there beyond our world? My honest answer is I have no freaking idea, you know, because I'm just a human being living in this world with a limited brain capacity. Uh, but uh, every time that uh, people throughout the ages have had mystical experiences, whether elicited by the ingestion of a chemical substance, you know, a sacred plant, or maybe a, through meditation techniques, or maybe through a very spontaneous medium, like, you know, seeing a weird light in the sky, they attain for a fraction of time this realization that the world that we're living in is just a, a thin veil of what's really out there. And they get this sense of uh, infinite infinite possibilities and infinite uh, potential. And they also they, they get this sense of connectedness, that everything that is, that is out there and everything that's ever been out there is all connected, is all one part of the same essence. We have this essence to present to you. And then back with RPJ, Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. 
They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hey folks, Tom D for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual. And this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word GEORGE and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours. Any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-475-0092. That's 800-475-0092. 
Ron Clark, author of UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Fascinating as we manipulate reality. It's all part of the same essence. So therefore, we'd say that once you die, your consciousness becomes part of the whole? Possibly. You know, I mean, getting, again, with the use of uh, metaphors, I like to think of the idea of Star Wars The Force, <laughs> the idea that we return to the be, being part of the Force, you know, this energy field that binds the universe, and maybe for a while we can retain our former individual essence just to deliver a message like uh, Yoda telling to Luke, hey, you know, what are you going to do with the, with the Jedi manuscripts? Oh, you want to burn them? Okay, let me help you. Bam! You know? Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel that uh, all these ideas, the sea of consciousness, the, the, the net of Indra, the Matrix, they are trying to explain the same thing, but they're always trying to put it into terms that are understandable to the people of a, of a particular era. You know, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, the, for example, you know, the works of Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick was also a Gnostic. Whether he had used that term for himself or not is beside the point. But if you've analyzed what he was always writing about, the idea that uh, all his characters are living in a world that turns out to be a simulation, there again, we're we'll using the term for lack of a, a better one. And they discover the truth behind that simulation. And that is, in essence, to me, the message of the Gnostics. You know, the that is of, the search, isn't it, uh, yeah. RPJ? I mean, for, for people who are, I, I tend to call myself a truth seeker. So I dig into this stuff similar to the way that you do. And this is what we're looking for. We're like Neo looking for the truth, looking for that answer, trying to find Morpheus, who's on the other side of the veil and can bring us through. You know, I, I call it the construct, right? We had the architect. So instead of saying simulation or whatever, like we don't know necessarily what it is, but it's some, some kind of a construct, okay? It's got three mm -hmm. dimensions, it's got time, it seems to go off in all di directions infinitely, and yet there's this possibility that if we look at it analogously to something like a computer simulation, that this could simply be just one folder in a great big folder tree, and there could be hundreds of other universes like this out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you use that simulation, well, maybe getting back to the idea of the matrix, there are users within the, the, the system or chatbots that from time to time need to regulate regulate the network to fix bugs and whatever. And that may be what is behind you know, paranormal events, ghost sightings, aliens, whatnot. Right, just like the Oracle in The Matrix says, right? I mean, that's another analogy. That, I mean, that movie is probably, well, in my mind, is probably the best movie ever made. It's like up there in the top. I guess if you take into consideration other genres, it's up there in the top 10 for sure. 
<laughs> you're you know, preaching to the choir here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. Okay, so what we've got is a situation where there's a construct, there are other universes, and you and me, I think, are on the same page with that. The interstellar hypothesis seems to be the most reasonable that we know of because we know that we have this universe. We know there are other star systems. We know it's hypothetically possible to travel from one star system to another. And therefore, without invoking things that we don't know about, that seems to be the most sensible solution. However, if we go to this construct universe concept, then moving from place to place in this universe doesn't have to take any time at all from the perspective of whatever it is that's outside this construct, where that other consciousness is that maybe created this entire construct. Yeah. From, that, from their perspective, there is no distance. They could move anything anywhere instantaneously at any time. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things I became very interested about is all these old spiritual seances and all these gathering of people that are trying to, you know, contact discarnate being spirits. And sometimes they will ask for the spirits for a sign. And, and sometimes those signs came in the shape of material objects that materialized out of thin air, apparently. And these things are called apports. Right, that's that's the name that they used in the parapsychology literature, and I'm very interested in in, in these things because I mean it, it it goes so against our 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 ideas of what is possible. You know, the idea that uh, something like a coin or a photograph or you know a flower could appear out of nowhere you know where did it come from did it just emerge from the well, you know, <laughs> i, I from mean this might, sound kind of, this might sound kind of funny but i have things that seem to spontaneously dematerialize all the time I'll, okay I'll, I'll go looking around my house for something i'll swear i just set it down right there i'm talking about big things the last one was my shop vac Okay, <laughs> and I go looking for this thing. I'm swearing now. Okay, I must have loaned it to somebody. And then the next day I look, and it's like right where I looked a hundred times. And this happens, like not daily, but you know, a few times a year, something kind of just okay. Quit messing with me. <laughs> you know? So I, I beg, it begs the question: How big is to be when it comes to you know these? Apports, these uh, material manifestations from some other plane of existence, could it be big enough uh, to make uh, to look like a giant tic tac to uh, train Navy pilots? So, in other words, could, yeah. could UFOs be apports? Is just basically what I'm getting at. Well, and I mean, I'm, that that would solve a lot of the problems with the physics, wouldn't it? Because from exactly. from the point of view of from outside of this construct, mm -hmm. uh, being able to move things and make them appear to be, you know, within our dimensional realm and yet not be subjected to things like completely burning up because of the friction of the air at 40,000 miles an hour, you know, that that could be something that could be done. 
Uh, and and things like you were saying, like this Gnosticism and the mysticism. What if, and I'm just throwing this out there for people, I'm not personally a religious person, but what if these powers of prayer, seances, the, the Druidian rituals, what if they do open up kind of a portal to something like Arthur C. Clarke called the Overmind that uh, that that sends that message through the system to another folder or to the operating system, you know, maybe it's a way that it actually accesses the operating system that we don't understand. Yeah. You know, like, like, we like why not? It could be. Yeah. We briefly mentioned Stephen Greer, right? And I think that uh, we all are of a very low opinion of him, and I have, I have a lot of <laughs> lot of friends who share our opinion. But these friends uh, are not shy or afraid to say that, despite his uh, misgivings and his personality, the uh, protocols that his people use in order to try to quote unquote call the aliens do seem to work. Not probably in, this, in the way that they think they work, but probably in the sense of um, some kind of like a magic ritual in the vein of uh, Alistair Crowley's Thelema teachings. You know, in other words, what if Greer and uh, if you manage to gather in an enough, big enough group of intention people that are focusing their intention, that are focusing their minds into having some kind of experience, and like you said, somehow that sends a message to, you know, the overmind, uh, the operating system in the universe and the overmind responds with some kind of light show, you know, say, Oh my God, the, you know, the aliens responded to our message. Well, no, but that means, but that means not, nonetheless that you and your intention managed to elicit some kind of response. Now I have some responses right now. That yeah. you just can't be without. That's a bad segue. Don't say anything. RPJ, Gene and Randall, you're in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. 
Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day, but supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We should, of course, have the reaction to the worst <laughs> segues of all time. Okay. I wanted to get to a few other topics here because we're kind of focusing on these. And the reason is... I saw this piece that you wrote three months, four months ago, RPJ, and it just struck my eye. The headline I like. The rest of the article, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. The saucer washing of history. Prince Philip, royal UFO aficionado, dies. Okay, what is the saucer washing of history? Okay, so that's when Prince Philip, the husband of... Queen Elizabeth, you know, the sovereign of the United Kingdom, died. There were a lot of articles in mainstream media relating to his advanced age, how he was as a person, you know, his humanitarian work, the marital problems he may have had, uh, his wife. Also, the allusions to prejudice and maybe even racism. But nowhere in those articles were any kind of mention to the fact that Prince Philip was very, very interested in the UFO topic. Interested to the fact that he had a very large collection of books devoted to UFOs and flying saucers. And even through one of his uh, aides, he managed to have private conversations with witnesses uh, or members of uh, the Royal Air Force that were investigating UFOs. So that tells you, or at least to me, that tells me that despite this alleged new openness toward the UFO topic, these lifting of the stigma, as, as some people like to call it. They say, oh, you know, yeah, UFOs are, are now okay to talk about without being ridiculed of. There's still this sense of being uncomfortable with it, nonetheless. The idea of saying, oh, by the way, you know, Prince Philip is very important political and, he, dare I say, historical figure. 
was also very interested in the in, in the topic and wanted to know more about UFOs. Why is it that is never almost never portrayed in dramatizations on the lives of of, of these people? You know, there's this TV series produced by Netflix, The Crown, which is pretty awesome, by the way. It covers the story of the royal family from the 1950s when Queen Elizabeth rose to power to, I guess right now they're in the 1990s and Prince Diana is still alive. Never they, they, they mention, you know, this interest in the topic by Prince Philip, you know, and it's why. Why is it that they still have to cover it as some kind of embarrassment? Another example I think I gave in that article is this artist that I, who I admired so much, Ward Kimball, who was one of the original Disney animators, you know, behind some of the most wonderful movies that studio released, was also very interested in UFOs. In fact, there are all these stories with regards on how the U.S. Air Force approached Disney Studios because they wanted to create this documentary about UFOs, and they were supposedly going to release the mythical Holloman UFO landing to the Disney Studios so they could inclu include it in, in their uh, film. And, and Walt Kimball was going to be the director of the film, but of course that never came to pass. Nevertheless, when you read articles written by uh, art historians, people who cover the history of the Disney Studios, and they're going to write, someone is going to write actually a biography of, of this animator, Ward Kimball. I ask them, you know, are you going to cover the fact that uh, Ward Kimball was interested in UFOs? He was a card-carrying member of MUFON. He, he was even a speaker in one of their conferences. And of course, I never re received a response. So that's why I call it the, the saucer whitewashing of history, that even if you don't believe in the reality of UFOs, why did you not mention the fact that all these historical figures were interested in the topic? I mean, you don't have to prove the existence of God or that Jesus Christ was a real historical figure to mention that so-and-so was a Christian. Why not do the same with UFOs? Well, I think that a lot of that goes back to the Robertson panel because that's where the great divide in ufology originated when they decided that they would officially get into debunking sightings and discrediting pilots, if necessary. In the process, Disney Corporation was actually suggested as one of the media outlets for them to be able to uh, spin their propaganda. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it may be that they wanted to do that, the artists themselves who were interested in it, but the corporation, corporation was like, had already been approached by the CIA, essentially, and uh, said, well, hey, you know, would, would you like to do this? And maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But being approached like that, I would think that maybe they would be at least hesitant. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like you said, you know, there is a, all this part of that cultural stigma that, it, that still accompanies the topic to this day, despite the, the, the recent um, revelations and developments that have happened since 2017. Yeah, but okay, so what is that then, RPJ? Because now I'm thinking 
the the hesitancy and the ridicule is essentially now just on the part of cyber bullies who have learned how to use those tools to embarrass people online. And that really, they don't have any teeth left, but they do it anyhow because that's just the kind of people they are. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I know I know what you mean with regards to um, skeptics and, and the bunkers, but maybe we have an, an excuse perception of these because we ourselves are very much involved in these discussions, whereas the majority of the people living in the world, you know, they have other things in their minds. You know, they're, 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 they're part of their today grind in order to have a life, stay afloat, raise a family, all that. So I really don't know how much of that influences and whether you look into these topics and you decide to uh, spend time with it. Uh, and, and, and also, like, getting back to the idea of what we're talking about, you know, that uh, after the Enlightenment in the 18th century, there was these trends within science in order to try to rid the world from superstitions, you know, the idea of, yeah, you know, the, the, the nasty influence that, that the church had on Western culture for centuries, you know, persecuting uh, individuals for having uh, ideas that weren't against the established order, burn, burn, burning witches at the fire and all that. And we're still doing that, I guess, in, not in a literal sense, but at least in a, in, a, in a metaphorical sense, when people like Neil deGrasse Tyson and such like, still act as inquisitors, and they say, no, 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 no. You cannot believe in you know, flying saucers. You cannot believe in ghosts. You cannot believe in reincarnation. You cannot believe in telepathy, you know, because this is not part of our, you know, scientific materialistic dogma you know well that's very true in, in in a sense i mean we know i've got great respect for neil degrasse tyson don't get me wrong but i have also seen him misrepresent the field of ufology yeah. and yeah. mock it and ridicule it and he's a lot quieter and more reserved about that these days because i think he's starting the light is starting to go on for him as well the light's gonna go on right now for Miguel, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the 
coming of the protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. We are GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. We've got listeners, lots of them. Around the world, around the clock, our listeners do what listeners do. They listen. And you know what listeners got? Needs. Needs for your products, your services, and money to buy those needs. With our network of over 1,000 radio stations, streaming on the web, and our satellite transmissions, we're reaching our listeners with quality conservative programming. But there's something our listeners don't have. Your offer to meet their needs. Any business needs buyers. But if our listeners don't hear your message, they're still going to buy what they need, just not from your business. So let's fix this. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message for our GCN listeners. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamel Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to teamgaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's teamgaday.com with longevity. Teamgaday.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, the lights can be turned off now. Randall, please continue. Right, just prior to the break there, RPJ and I were talking about the attitudes of what I guess we would call the hardened skeptics and debunkers, the ones that use less honorable tactics, such as ridicule and embarrassment, in order to make their point. And they feel justified in doing that in the name of 
what they believe to be the truth and science. And if anyone opposes them, then they're labeled anti-science and attacked summarily and convicted on that. And we're seeing this divide between the people who are kind of reasonable and the people who aren't. Don't get me wrong. I feel that you know, there's definitely a role to play when it goes against attacking ideas that should be attacked. You know, like, for example, unfortunately, I'll have to mention the current situation with regards to COVID. But there are people out there who are, you know, trying to raise false alarms about the vaccines, you know. And say no, they're not. They're, they're dangerous, and and Bill Gates is going to implant a 5G chip in order to track your every, every movement and control your mind and and all that. Much to my regret, there's always this kind of sometimes alignment between these very nasty anti-scientific and anti-establishment thinking and the belief in UFOs. You know, this is something that is very uncomfortable to talk about and, and, and often people try to stay away from it. But I see this trend, and not only in the United States, by the way, but, but perhaps predominantly in the United States, between right-wing uh, mentality and the UFO narrative. I'm going to give Gene, Gene permission to, to rant here because I know he's going, Randall, don't go there. I can tell he's just thinking it, but I'm going to say, <laughs> go ahead, Gene. Like, why don't you guys just riff a little bit on this and I'll just sort of stay out of the, the conversation for a bit because I, I think it is important in terms of how we look at different subjects. Look, I think that uh, it's kind of like a natural progression of going deep into the rabbit hole, to use uh, Matrix and uh, Alice in Wonderland reference. The idea that you uncover things that the powers that be, the government, have kept away from the public, I don't know, UFO sightings, that we're talking about, you know, what they may or may not know about UFOs, they, 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 whatever evidence they may or may not know. Other things that, uh, like uh, the JFK assassination, you know. So there is this cultivation of 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 or this progression that is kind of dangerous, in which people say, "Well, if they've lied lied us about this, then who's to say they're not lying us about insert whatever it is you want to talk about, you know, whether it is the vaccines, whether it is." election results, whether it is about, uh, you know, whatever is out there in space or, you know, relationships with other countries, this atmosphere of distrust toward authority institutions, be that governments, academies, scientific communities, is kind of like very, very pernicious. And, and, and obviously, uh, as as, a, as someone who calls himself a fortean, a member of the paranormal community, I'm, I'm very aware of it. I realize, you know, that is something that it has to be treated very carefully. You know, when did you 
put a line, line on the sand and saying, you know what, I'm not going to go there because that is too much for me. When you go and say, you know, okay, the, the government has also lied to us about UFOs. Oh, and they also lied to us about, I don't know, 9-11. Oh, and they also lied to us about whatever. Oh, the list, okay, the list goes on and on and on. Okay, the Matrix is all about counterculture. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure. a little surprised to hear this. But I like, okay, so when does counterculture become dangerous, Gene? Well, you see, here's the thing. We have to go back to this about the government. We're hoping, or a lot of UFO people are hoping, the government will tell us what they know about UFOs. Then again, depending on where you stand politically and who's in charge, you may or may not believe what the government tells you. I tell a story quite often that if the president of the United States said tomorrow we are being visited by beings from another planet coming to here in their UAPs or UFOs, if you're a Republican, there's a 50% chance you won't believe that Joe Biden is president. So you won't believe what he says. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if Trump were still president, you'd have a large proportion of the Democratic Party who would not accept him as their president. Not because of that reason, but just because they don't believe what he says. Even if they accept him as president, they'd say, oh, this guy lies all the time. So where you stand politically, forgetting about the facts, we're not going to get into a debate of facts because I think there is only one fact. Depending on where you stand that will determine how you react to that statement. You'll either believe it or not. And that is, I guess, the biggest problem in any kind of disclosure. If you're not going to believe the messenger, you're going to think they could be hiding something like we assume the Pentagon UAP task force report does. You're going to assume that any person in authority will also be lying to you. So how do you do anything? How do you actually have a disclosure? because it's going to have difficult, maybe unpredictable results, truth or false. Now, as far as counterculture, I came out of the counterculture kind of sort of from the 60s and 70s, and a lot of that kind of dissipated. A lot of the people who were counterculture became regular people. Others remained. And yeah. did they become Democrats or Republicans? Or, or independents, whatever. And, and, you know, is that he? Um, and they both use the this whole, well, it's the war on science as their platform to legitimize their viewpoint, and the both viewpoints are completely in opposition, and therefore, you know, someone like Socrates would say, "Hey, we got a problem here. Uh, we need to investigate this." So, you know, how do we deal with that? Yeah. So, so you see how the Paranormal topics get mired with these things, and you know when when you see the rise of QAnon, you know, and this uh, rhetoric of people who are so willing to believe all these, you know, wacky theories. Oh yes, you know, Trump is uh, actually working in secret with you know this QAnon, who is uh, an undercover agent within the government, because they're going to try to 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 fight the deep state, you know, and, and all the, the people within the government and the Clintons and, 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 and Obama and all that. More to come with Gene and Randall and RPJ. You're in the Paracast.
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. USA Radio News with Dan Naraki. COVID cases in the U.S. continue to rise with new daily infections averaging more than 100,000. According to new data, the seven-day average of new cases is just over 107,000, a level not seen since the surge over the winter. Hospitalizations and deaths are also on the rise with more than 40,000 people currently hospitalized, according to the CDC. Deaths are averaging about 500 a day as of Friday, up from about 270 just two weeks ago. Health officials say that the surge could continue if more people are not vaccinated. Just over 50% of Americans are now fully vaccinated, with more than 70% having received at least one dose. And the White House announced Friday that the pause on federal student loan payments would be extended to January 31st. The Department of Education said in a statement that this would be a final extension and that they believed setting a due date would cut down on default and delinquency when payments resume. This is USA Radio News. The White House says that more lockdowns are not on the horizon. Brad Bernards reports. We're not going to lock down our economy or our schools because our country is in a much stronger place than when we took office. Uh, Thanks to the president's leadership in vaccinating the American people and getting an economic relief to those who need it. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. The U.S. government has been preparing for the possibility of the virus evolving and becoming more difficult to deal with. In a briefing last month, she said Biden would support states if they went into lockdown again. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. And the U.S. Postal Service says that it will be slowing down some mail services in October as part of a cost-cutting measure. Some first-class deliveries will move to a one-to-five-day service standard, up from the current one-to-three. About 60% of first-class mail will remain on its current standard. You're listening to USA Radio News. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... 
take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Leaner Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. What's so strange about QAnon is when the predictions fail, as they all do, they yeah. just come out with new, new predictions. I think there's another one for August 13th. This show will be heard on August 8th. So the next prediction will be Friday, August 13th. So it may or may not come, just letting you know. When prophecy fails, right? And where does that term come? Well, it comes from this book that was written from by uh, some academicians that investigated this UFO cult of people who were absolutely convinced that the end of the world was coming and that they, and only they, will be saved by the flying saucers if they manage to do as they were told, and a lot of people, people who had good education background, you know, people who were, I think, doctors or, or you know, they weren't like, uh, and I'm not trying to offend anyone, they weren't school dropouts. You know, the people who, who, who get a good standing in the community totally believed into this. And they, some of them sold their houses or sold all they owned, and they went to this place where they went going to be, you know, picked by the, by the flying saucers. And of course, it didn't come to be. And what you say, you know, sometimes when, when people are confronted with these harsh realities that what they fell into was just uh, a lie, instead of realizing, okay, I was mistaken or I, I, I was lied to, people often double down. You know, say, no, 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 no. Actually, there has to be a, a, an explanation why what I thought it was, was going to happen didn't. And that is what happens when, when, when this cult-like mentality keeps continuing. And we, we see that with, with QAnon nowadays. You know, people who are still totally believe, even though, like you said, again and again, all these predictions never come to pass. And what is scary is that that is so easy to manipulate to serve someone else's agenda. And that's what, getting back to what we were discussing at the beginning of this episode, this is what the old beers in, in the UFO community are trying to tell to the young guns, you know, the younger members say, be careful, be careful into try into falling into these uh, mental trap holes because otherwise you might be finding yourself in this situation in which people are assu- assuring you that something is going to happen and it doesn't. And they then, instead of saying, you know what, we lied to you or we were mistaken, they're going to come up with another story in order to feed, you know, and justify and a chain of lies and lies and lies just to keep the narrative going. Yeah, they're on the prophecy train that never ends kind of thing. Yeah. And 
at the same time here, I think what I was trying to get at with my previous commentary was that if you listen to Richard Dolan at one point, he would talk about the deep state. I mean, is there not a deep state or is that just now anyone who uses that term, are they now part of QAnon? If I say, oh, yeah, I believe in alien visitation, am I now part of the war on science? There's a problem there where you are either with us or you're against us and anything controversial goes on this side of the fence and everything that is the official narrative is on the other side of the fence. And it's, I mean, we've seen this happen in the past. Every time that powers that be want to maintain or erode the rights of people, they start to demonize the intellectuals and the counterculture. So it worries me. I'm not part of QAnon. I'm not part of the war on science. When I look at the science and I arrive at a conclusion, it's because I've looked at the science. But if it differs from the official narrative, suddenly I'm labeled as being part of the war on science. And I think that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Especially when the people in power are using that to erode people's rights and freedoms. Yeah, that happened to me. Actually, you know that uh, there's this uh, journalist. I, I think her name is Sarah, Sarah Skoll. She wrote a book about UFOs from a very skeptical perspective. Years ago, before that, she wrote an article about the electric universe theory, which is this theory that uh, instead of gravity, electricity has a bigger role in the shape oh, yeah, of right. the universe. Yeah, the EM. Yeah, actually, that's a pretty interesting theory. Exactly. And as I also found it interesting. So when she reached out years ago on social media, on Twitter, saying, hey, are people who are into the electric universe theory will be willing to participate? I'm going to write an article. So I would like to interview them, ask them questions through email. So I said, look, I'm not really, really deep into it. I'm not fully convinced. Like I said, I, I find it interesting. So if I could be of assistance, I gave her my email. She sent me a questionnaire. I answered it, you know, like saying, well, you know, it's, it's not that I, I necessarily believe in the electric universe theory, but I remember that oftentimes there are outsiders within the, within the field of science that come up with these totally out of left field ideas that change the paradigm from occasionally and Certainly. that brings about this uh, quantum leap in our, our understanding of the universe so you can never like you said like you said go and, and and said no this is nonsense therefore has to be forbidden but then she wrote this hit piece Basically saying, well, all these people who are interest, interested in, in the electric universe theory, they may end, uh, end up being radicalized into not believing in, in vaccines and to being dangerous uh, in, in the range individuals. And I, I was totally <laughs> outraged, like saying, what happened uh, here? Now, yeah. obviously, like, uh, go now, uh, go back five years, seven years later. With the rise of QAnon, with the rise of the anti-vax movement, or better say, the the, the re-morphing of the anti-vax movement, because before they were uh, afraid of taking backs because they thought that, that their kids will become autistic. 
And now, just because they think the the, the Bill Gates is going to in, implant a chip in, into them, but he's I not. Bill, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I can imagine, just imagine Bill Gates. He's standing there with his surgical instruments and his doctor bag, and he visits people, say in Podunk, Iowa, or in Piedmont, Alabama, which is the place I actually lived in. And he knocks on the door and says, "I'm Bill Gates. I want to operate on you." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess by the end of the day, what we're saying is that we have to recognize, yes, there is a danger of people falling into false narratives, into really, really deep rabbit holes from which they can never escape. And our World Wide Web is designed, specifically designed for people to fall into these trap holes. You know, YouTube clips, you know, that maybe one day you... Uh, click into UFO video just because you're interested in UFOs and then the YouTube algorithm suggests to you that you will check out a clip from Alex Jones. Well, now Alex Jones is banned from YouTube, but before that, uh, or a a clip about, you know, the truth about vaccines or the truth about 9-11. So it's very easy easy for people to to fall into these uh, dangerous narratives, but at the same time, I will l- hate living in a world in which people like Sarah Scholes become inquisitors and say, no, this is forbidden knowledge. You know, this is something that you n- do not want to read about. Otherwise, you will fall into, you know, the, the radicalization trap hole forever. Okay, let's, let's start a break. We're going to fall into this realm of knowledge, okay? And then we'll be back with... Miguel, Gina, Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR. 
PDR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You see, each segment of The Paracast, Randall goes deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole. You know, it's from his voice. That's a (laughs) rabbit hole voice. There's nothing else. Now, the thing here, of course, that bothers me about all this and listening to all this is that we want to think that if someone believes in UFOs, they have to be anti-science because it's something that is not generally believed among scientists. On the other hand, you could accept science as it is in all respects, except that UFOs are real because we have the evidence and assume eventually that mainstream science will take it more seriously than they do now. You don't have to be anti-science, at least for that. Exactly. Uh, I think a couple of months ago, I, I observed one of the, these online conference that was organized by SEU, the Scientific Coalition for the Study of uh, UAPs. All of these people 
are very smart people, have scientific academic backgrounds, and they believe in UFOs. So I think it, it, is, it will be an insult to them to say, oh, if you believe in UFOs, that means that you're not a real scientist. You know, <laughs> you should be cast away from the science class. That happened to Carl Sagan. He was warned off and he was told that if you don't knock it off with your interest in flying saucers, we're going to banish you from the Cosmos Club, which was the elite place where the astronomers and the academics of the day that he wanted to become involved with hung out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I found very interesting because Sagan wasn't anti alien visitation. He wasn't anti-flying saucer. He wasn't a tinfoil hat wearing person who was maybe had a screw loose. He was very interested in it from a scientific perspective and thought that it deserved further investigation. But he couldn't be open about that. So he got into astrobiology and found it steady and tried to work it from inside the system. Or maybe he also was reacting against what he might perceive as taking things too far. Like, like, I remember that he wrote in favor of the possibility that extraterrestrial visitors could have come to our planet in previous ages, maybe hundreds or thousands of years ago. And then came Eric Von Daniken with Chariots of the Gods, you know, saying everything in the past that is weird. <laughs> I can see someone like Carl Sagan, like, reacting in disgust. In Rolling his eyes at that. that, yeah. Yeah, I'm, and then, as a reaction, going the other way and, and becoming uber-skeptic, you know, and then writing things like the demon-haunted world and saying, you know, I worry about a world in which our, our young people, instead of learning about astronomy, are going to learn about astrology. Uh, it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm poo-pooing astrology, it's just an example of how this reaction of what these people consider to be dangerous interests or, or, or not interests that are not conducive to, I don't know, healthy habits, I, I guess what I'm trying to say. The way that this has all continued to polarize out is now we have, if you were going to look for something from Von Daniken and you be, are sort of interested in it, it's like, don't go there because, again, this is all part of the war on science now, right? And what could be more political of a statement than the war on science? Science isn't about that. Science is about objectively looking at the evidence and trying to determine as close as possible what the actual case is. Right. right? You know? And actually, there is no science as a, you know, an independent being with life of its own. There are scientists, you know, individuals, human beings with biases, with foibles, with imperfections that are trying to apply what is known as the scientific method in order to try to find the truth about the world, you know, and sometimes it is messy and inconclusive and sometimes scientists are carried away by their, by their preconceptions and their own biases, and they stray away from the actual truth. Take, for example, Gobekli Tepe, you know, this wonderful discovery that happened in, in Turkey, well, actually in Anatolia, that it turned out to be the oldest 
religious megalithical construction in 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 the world that is uh, at least twelve and a half thousand years old. And at first, when when uh, archaeologists discovered it, they first thought it was a, a cemetery from the Byzantine Empire, right? And it took a lot of time and, 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 and convincing to dissuade archaeologists that no, this was actually a, 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 a really important discovery and it's changing our preconception of, of antiquity. But sometimes scientists reject to see the evidence. It's, it's ironic because evidence by its meaning of the word means for everyone to see. But what good is the evidence if the academicians and the scientists turn their backs to it and they close their eyes, they say to the Galileos of the world, no, I will not look into your telescope. Actually, that's one of the models that Adelow is now using for his Galileo project, which we discussed earlier in the show. You know, this has been extraordinary, as it always is, RPG. Can you tell our listeners where we can find more information about you, but also maybe tell us some of the things that you're working on that we could look forward to? Okay, thank you, Dan. And it's been a pleasure, Gene uh, and Randall. It's always fun to talk to you guys. By the way, he's going to be back on After the Paracast, too. We'll let you know that. Yes. And as where you can find me, well, the main place is the Daily Grail www.dailygrail.com. That's where I contribute as a writer and a news administrator. We are trying to raise the number of our Patreon subscribers so if you can support us so we can keep doing what we do. That will be greatly appreciated. I also have my own personal webpage, absurdbydesign.com, which is kind of like a mixture between a blog but also a showcase of uh, my illustration design work. And as for things that I'm working on, people are always asking me, when are you going to write your book? I keep telling them, well, when I have something really original to say about, you know, these topics. But right now, I'm not working on a book, but I'm working on something in which I'm trying to combine my artistic skills and also my passion for UFOs. It's something that is still very preliminary, so I don't want to reveal what it is. It's going to be launched very soon, hopefully before this month ends. And once I do, I would love to get back with you guys to talk about it. And we'll be happy to have you join us. You can find us on Twitter if you look for The Paracast. Look for The Paracast on Facebook. And Facebook, by the way, now has a special area for podcasts. So I made sure that the Paracast is linked there as well. So the Paracast is linked through iTunes. It's linked at Spotify. And RPJ has this great artwork, and he designed this caricature of me. It doesn't frighten people, which means it's a good job, because everybody else who has tried to do a caricature of me, they've come up with something that frightens the devil out of people. But he made it calmer. That's great. And you can find that and get branded merchandise with that logo, plus a bunch of logos that Randall designed, plus our original Paracast designer. If you go to theparacast.shop, that's theparacast.shop for branded merchandise featuring a number of artists, including RPJ. We also offer After the Paracast, 
our special podcasts exclusively for subscribers of the Paracast Plus. Go to the Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus, for quick sign-up information. You also get this show free of the network ads. By the way, RPJ will be there as well. Okay, he'll be there on After the Paracast because he knows when we get him here, we rope him and he can't leave. If you subscribe for a lifetime to the Paracast Plus, use the keyword UFO20. UFO20, get a 20% discount. The Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus. RPJ, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.